Hey, hello, welcome, welcome to our little show we have here called the PlayStation Report. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm Frank, and here's Tyler. Tyler, can you explain why I might be talking like this? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe the Christmas spirit is in the air. Infected you. You know, I'm just realizing this is going to release the day after Christmas, and, uh, you know what? That's fine. I hope you all have had a happy holiday season. And I hope that continues into the new year. Um, yeah. And we're going to do this show. The show about video games and not how the industry is going to fall apart over the next uh, two years. But, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know... When the house burns down, you know the phoenix rises from the ashes. Roman Grosjean, um, just just the inspiration for us all. Uh, I think he's. Yes. I has he announced that he's going full time next year. He has, yeah, yeah. And so he's, he's doing with, ovals. Um, I'm excited for that. Yeah, he's with Andretti. I can't remember which team, but yeah, he's with a decent team. I think. Yeah, be cool. I think uh, to uh, Jimmy Johnson announced he's yeah. doing the full thing. Yeah, good luck. See how that goes. Good luck, dude. <laughs> yeah. You probably need the extra time on track, if we're being yeah. honest. Uh, yeah. I really hope that um, Grosjean gets a win in this upcoming IndyCar season. That'd I be think so he cool. Will. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he showed he was very competitive in, in you know, in that car last year, so. Yeah, uh, man, cars. No I, racing, man. No racing anymore. <laughs> um, starting is like I mean, there's no racing, but the F1 teams are right back at at, at work testing already, and yeah, rev- I think Mercedes just fired up their car and put up a video on social media. Yep. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I imagine for F1 teams this season, it's going to be a much more intense uh, off season with this new car. Yeah, new regulations. You know, hopefully, lots to figure out. hopefully the cars race closer together. Um, that's what we all want. Um, yeah. Hopefully, the so, rules are clear next year about what's legal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mercedes dropped their case, I guess, because the FIA was like, we'll look into it. Yeah, we'll do an internal investigation, <laughs> which we know are, it's always the best best thing, is when you investigate yourself, that's how you actually find the answers, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, I was say, like, uh, or, or you get your friends to do it, like Activision. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, the, lots of drama. I, and, and to, um, because Lewis Hamilton has said literally nothing since that race. Everybody's trying to look for every little thing that he does on social media. And I saw it today on Reddit. Someone posted it was like Lewis Hamilton. He literally unfollowed everybody on, on Instagram. It was like, oh, that's such a big deal. But the best comment was, uh, and the top comment was, but I thought 2022 was going to be better to follow. Because the cars are supposed to be better to follow each other. I'm like, that's corny as fuck. Hmm. <laughs> but I like it. Hmm. He's not following at all, you know? Great. <laughs> ah. All right. First thing I want to get out there, and because I went so hard on it last week, um, just I'm just going to do this first piece of news before we get into the games we, we played. The Stalker 2 NFT thing. Um, yeah. The day after they announced that, they put up a tweet of a fake apology, pretty much. They were like, we're sorry you misunderstood what we meant, but we're still doing it anyway. And then, like, 25 minutes later, they took that statement down <laughs> and put up another statement announcing that they are going to not do the NFT at all. Right. Um, so I just wanted to get that out there because I know I went in hard last week on it. So it sounds like enough people went in hard on them that they immediately backtracked on their NFT plans. So I, I imagine that is going to be the story for the future of everyone trying to get in on this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, we feel like we've been talking about NFTs uh, every week now at this point. It's just going to keep happening. It's just who's going to get it right, I say, in quotes. Um 
because I, I don't think there's any way to get it right. NFTs are just lame anyways, but um, yeah, good. They got some pushback. I still found their statement that they left up like kind of like hilarious. So part of it is they said, quote, the interest of our fans and players are the top priority for the team. We're making this game for you to enjoy whatever the cost is. If you care, we care too. <laughs> I mean, the like, thing is, they already, <laughs> they, they already have that Game Pass deal with Microsoft, right? They do, yes. So, I mean, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like, you're acting like this is going to be such a blow for, for you to not do this NFT thing. You already have guaranteed cash coming in. Like, and you you already... Like, before this NFT thing, you already had the goodwill of the stalker fans out there who were, were raving about this, who've been asking for this for years and years. Yeah. And then... And like, I think... Go ahead. Sorry. And, and then, like, you're going you're gonna to, like, act like um, not doing the NFT thing is going to be the huge impact, whether... Like, the thing that was the huge impact is you announcing you doing this extremely unpopular thing. Yeah, definitely, and I even think they had the goodwill even beyond just Stalker fans, too, because I never played the original Stalker, and I don't really give a shit, too, but what they showed off at E3 over the past summer, like, that game looks fucking awesome, and I, I am very interested in playing that game, um, and yeah, then you have this whole NFT thing, it just really turns people off, it's like, what are you, what are you doing? And then I also just... Wonder, too, because uh, recently in an interview, Phil Spencer was very outspoken against NFTs, saying how they're not good, basically. Um, and I wonder if that, that's um, putting my tinfoil hat on, you know, because they have a deal with Xbox. I wonder if that had anything to do with what's going on here. But then, you know, on the flip side, Ubisoft's doing their own stuff, too, and Xbox... You know, it doesn't seem to be uh, against that or anything like that. So, very tinfoil hat of me to say. But, um, yeah. I, I think some of these platforms could take a stand on this stuff. But they probably won't. Because it's just another way to make money. And they could probably take a cut of that. Yeah, I mean, they, yes, <laughs> it, is, it is a scam. But uh, I guess people do fall for scams, so. Yes. Um. Yeah, we'll get to the Ubisoft stuff later, Tyler, but first, we should talk about some video games, and last week, we played some Halo multiplayer together, and we, I had a great time. Yeah, I had a great time as well, that was a very fun night. Yeah. They added all, all the uh, playlists, or a bunch of them in, so that was really fun to hop back and forth on stuff. Big Team Battle was completely fucked, though, we couldn't get a match in that, but... No. Otherwise, yeah, it was a it was a really good time. Uh, really enjoying that multiplayer. Yeah, um, enjoying the multiplayer. I've also uh, finished the campaign yesterday. I'm not sure where you are with it. I feel like I'm getting there. I am deep into the mission called the Nexus, um, and went through the whole sequence thing where you had to go to like these four different towers. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty deep into this next mission there um but i think i'm probably going to end up finishing it later tonight because i i have cleared all of the bases i've cleared all the targets all the unsc rescue missions like i've done all the side stuff you can basically do except get all the armories um mm -hmm. and all the spartan cores so you know at this point i'm, I'm just going to be mainline this game till i finish it so yeah you're probably about like three to four hours from the end Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, so what do you uh, what do you think of the campaign? How it wraps up? Not spoiling anything, of course. Uh, not spoiling like anything. It? I. Yes, I'll say I like it. Um, there was a section towards the end that uh, very much screamed, "I wish this was fucking co-op because uh, it would have been really dope." Yeah. Um, okay. But other than that, I yeah, I, I generally feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good about the direction of where Halo is going to go from here. Um, and I also see the room for this being called Halo Infinite, and maybe, 
maybe they don't make a traditional sequel. I think that maybe this this could be a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if this is a spoiler, but uh, after you beat the last mission of the game, you get dumped back into the open world. Uh, so that tells me that maybe they just build on this game and just add more stuff to the open world, add, add more area uh, yeah, to explore. It, and I think that report that came out a few weeks ago from Bloomberg... Um, you know, it sounded like this game was way bigger than what launched. So, you know, they sound like they cut like two thirds of the game or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, that them expanding that and expanding what they have now, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I I I I do like where the story wraps up. I I do like what it implies might be coming. Um. So. So yeah. Just uh, gonna keep my eye on that one. But uh, does it? I guess keeping it light. Does it tie into the story of Halo Five at all, and like where Halo Five was going? Because you know the beginning of this game, you're just like dumped in the in the middle of something. It feels like, and you're like, okay, but that this isn't how the other one ended. Like, so what the fuck's going on here, and how's that connecting? And you get little bits here and there so far. This, but does yeah. sort of connect to uh, it does it does connect to the Cortana stuff and I th- in my opinion it kind of wraps that up it kind okay. it's cool that's good that Cortana stuff is pretty much um, I think they made the right choice <laughs> in shutting that down because I I did not want to play like another trilogy of games where Cortana's the bad bad guy oh, I, yeah, I don't yeah i don't need that i agree with that um, yeah so yeah it, it kind of wraps that up and and let lets you move forward from that it, i think the game is kind of about master chief trying to go beyond like trying to deal with the loss of cortana like yeah, I, I think definitely. i think um it, it does that well and it and it actually provides a pretty good platform for the future if they want it well, they're going to do future content with master chief but yeah like master chief is okay master chief can can move on right that's good yeah it's good to hear i'm looking forward to finishing it tonight um i i'm just yeah i'm loving every second of this game for the most part and i i will say that as you do side stuff and you get more stuff in the armory that you can then um kind of just spawn back at your bases. When you are able to spawn a scorpion, that kind of breaks this whole game. (laughs) Like, I will sometimes literally go to a base, just spawn a scorpion, and then be like, okay, I have two targets over here, and they're done in two shots, and I just wreck their whole crew right there, just like sitting in one spot. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's fun, but it it can kind of break the game a little bit. Yeah. Because um, it just it makes it so easy, <laughs> but but then you know there's times where the enemies kind of blow that shit up and um, you know you gotta really really make it happen. I just think the moment to moment gameplay is just really really fun. And there's been times you know when you're in combat that have been kind of tough um, just because it's overwhelming or you're out of ammo for the weapons you have and you're scrambling to find something. Um, yeah. And there's like two hunters there or something like that. And yeah, it's a, it's a really, really fun moment to moment gameplay for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we like just to go, go back to like the multiplayer stuff. Um, I've, yeah, the experience system is like, we, I can definitely see myself finishing this battle pass now. <laughs> yeah, I think I can too. Um, I still have a ways to go, but I think I'm definitely going to be finishing it, especially since it lasts until May, which is still a long time. And this is just definitely my multiplayer game of choice at this point. So I can totally see myself finishing it as well, which would be my first battle pass I've ever finished. Oh, really? You've never finished a battle pass? Uh, nope. On anything? Nope. I don't even think I've really gotten close to finishing a battle pass on anything. 
You know, I've gotten, you know, it's 20, 30 levels deep into one of the ones for uh, Modern Warfare, same with Destiny 2, and probably same with Apex Legends with one or two of them, but I never got close to finishing one at all. Mm. So, yeah. You've been playing anything other than Halo? No. Honestly, no. I've It's all I've been, been playing, then... Looking forward to finishing the game and moving on with some other stuff. Great. So, Great. Also, if you get some rock stars, uh, that this battle pass isn't that bad at all. No. <laughs> I'm actually expecting get... a delivery of some rock stars today. So uh, <laughs> oh, if shit. I have to, if I have to take a break on this podcast, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I um, I still have like four more of those left, and you know I think that this whole promotion runs out at the end of the year. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, what do I do if I don't drink these in time? You know? Oh man, you got, I need my codes. You need your codes, <laughs> man. You need to figure out how to like, maybe get that tab off without popping open the can, or maybe you just open all the rock stars and dump them in a jug. And then you just oh, pour, yeah. pour it out like Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Maybe. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, well, if you don't have anything else to talk about, I finished the main story of Endwalker. Final Ooh. Fantasy XIV, Endwalker. You know, the game that you can't buy anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't cover this last week either, um, but yeah. Uh, server capacity issues have forced Square Enix's hand, and they've, uh, they've stopped selling. Uh, they've stopped selling Endwalker. They've also stopped uh, issuing free trials. Uh, the game's too popular. And even now, yeah. if I try to log on during peak hours, it's a two to three hour wait to get in. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, that's what I did yesterday. I, I, <laughs> I queued up to go in and then I went grocery shopping. I made myself some dinner and then I played. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Man. I am convinced that there will never be a Final Fantasy game. Maybe not never. I don't think uh, they're going to make a better Final Fantasy game than Final Fantasy XIV until maybe the next MMO they make or when they give uh, the story director. And I need to bring up her name because she took over during uh, Shadowbringers. Um, and, uh, I mean, I think from Shadowbringers on is the best Final Fantasy story there's ever been. Um, uh, so forgive me while I pull up, I've retweeted this thing and I can find the name of this person, perhaps. You know, every time I log on to Twitter and they change shit, I'm just pissed. Uh, it's, uh, Natsuko Ishikawa. Um, so yeah, she started doing the the main story quest um, since Shadowbringers, and yeah, and Endwalker is just fabulous. It is, I, it made me, I I felt thing, I felt shit in like I felt feelings, man, and that's that's what kind of what this the story is about about the power of emotion and how it can like. There's there's this new force introduced. Things were generally ether based. They the ether was was the thing that people were, were studying. The, all the magic is based around. But then there's this there's this other force that that's hard to see. Um, it's driven by emotion, and uh, it's called dynamis, and it's it's a. Uh, it's basically uh, about. It's basically the same thing as in uh, Life is Strange, uh, <laughs> True Colors, where, um, yeah, emotion just overrules everything at a certain point, and uh, it's great. It's fantastic, um, and it, it's it's a story that kind of draws so much from like from p- the previous expansions and just from the overall world of Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, and like it does it in a smart way, and in a way I guess you can only do with an MMO where like because uh, you have this long running story, like the stuff that happened earlier 
really, really matters, and, like, the characters really actually matter to you. Um, and, yeah, I'm just... I'm blown away. I'm blown away at how good this is. It, like, I was expecting and Walker to be good. I didn't expect it to affect me the way that it did. Did you shed a tear? A tear, Tyler? Come on, man. Multiple tears. <laughs> like, they threaten to take people away from me in ways that just don't seem fair, man. Mm. And I'm like, no, don't fucking do that. Don't do this to me. Don't. No. I I know I know I used to not like the, the these twins like early on in A Realm Reborn, but man, they've grown on me. And like, I promised promised their parents that I'd I'd bring them back. And you can't fucking do that to me. You you, you can't take those 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 kids away from me. They're good kids. I'm their I'm their godfather now. I I need to take care of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm having a great time right now. I'm I'm in post, I'm in the end game stuff. I I've got to grind some gear first before I can start doing the raids, um, because I I'm not quite up to uh, up to snuff. I haven't been able to keep up with it because of my work schedule. So yeah, I'm I'm doing some grinding right now, but I want to do those raids because those raids seem pretty cool. I've heard someone say that what was the previous expansion called? Shadowbringers. Uh, the previous. Expansion, uh, yes, Shadowbringers. I heard someone say that Shadowbringers is like the Avengers Infinity War, but then Endwalker is the end game of Final Fantasy XIV. Do you agree with that? Yeah, but I don't like drawing comparisons to Marvel because I don't, I don't revere Marvel in that way. Um, but if mm-hmm. if that if that's from your perspective, what what you what you see as the pinnacle of uh, modern media, then sure. Okay. All right. Um, Does uh the the main story end to where you're like that wraps things up, or does it leave it open for um, more stuff? It wraps a little bit of both. I mean, it it definitely does does the wrap up between uh Zo- the Zodiac and Heidelin thing. Um, it ends the the current threat to uh the the to the planet, and um. It it also, like the, this raid series is a continuation, kind of like a continuation of the story, uh, in a way. Um, and like I'm curious to see where that's the the raid story goes because that that generally, um, uh, it it kind like it kind of wraps things up on on like 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 there there are still some threads of the story that are still open. Um, there are some okay. questions that are asked, and like, it, there is going to be more Final Fantasy fourteen, and like, yeah. depending on where these threads lead, I, I'm I'm just not sure which direction it goes. But I'm there, there, there is some stuff that I'd like to explore, because I'm not sure if you know this, you pro- you don't you don't because you don't play this game. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy fourteen thus far has been. Um, has been mainly focused, at least on the planet of Aetherus, on the one continent of Eorzea. And they just drop, like, towards the end of the, this expansion, like, hey, you, you haven't even, like, even started to explore this other continent. You don't even know what's going on in this other part of the world yet. Like, there there is stuff you still haven't even seen on this planet. So uh, slow your roll if you think you're going to take this take this across different stars and different worlds <laughs> gotcha oh. hey, this game too has just gotten so popular it would kind of be foolish for them to not make more yeah yeah I mean th- we've got this raid series coming up like there's there's always like the post um, the, the end game patches like uh, like 6.1 just dropped um and that'll probably go all the way up to like six point five five, uh, in in the lead up to the next expansion. Um, which, man, I don't know when they announced that because like, this shit's hard. Like, it it took them a long time to put out Endwalker. Like they 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 had to delay it. It 
and like it's it's it it had been a process to 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 get this thing rolled out and uh i like covid is still happening like it's like just yesterday like a quarter million cases in the united states were were discovered um this new omicron virus is like fucking spreading like wildfire um like it's spreading faster than any of the other variants like it's yeah it's it's not over um and just it's going to continue to impact vi- the video game industry so yeah, yeah. Get your uh, get your boost juice, you know. Yeah, get your boost juice. I am like I'm. I scheduled today. Um, it, not today. I'm I'm not getting my booster today, but I I scheduled it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got mine on Monday. Yeah. So, didn't affect me too much. Just my uh, shoulders. It's been fucking sore. Yeah. For past two days, but nothing crazy. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I, 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 I really look forward to playing more Final Fantasy fourteen. I, I kind of took a little break from it, but now I'm now I'm back in. I'm like, man, I kind of wish, I kind of wish I didn't stop because I feel like I feel like I'm behind, I'm behind the curve. So right, <laughs> yeah, gonna gotta do gotta do some catch up here. Um. But yeah, let's get into the news here, because uh, we just have to talk about it. We we kind of have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of cheery stuff to end the year. <laughs> yeah, just all the holiday cheer. Get your buddy some Ubisoft quartz. You'll be you'll probably own the majority stake in Ubisoft quartz because nobody's buying this shit. Um, but Ubisoft is not going to stop doing it. <laughs> uh yeah, they've Ubisoft, despite like Quartz not selling, like hardly at all, um, have basically said they're going to keep, keep, keep at it, um, <laughs> and just trying to say stuff like they're like they have these three principles they they've announced, they they've come out and said they said use tech use the tech responsibly build a safe environment only leverage energy efficient proof of stake blockchains and focus on meaningful value propositions for players that benefit their gaming experience all bullshit man like yeah they keep saying like they've been saying for months and like approaching a year that ethereum is going to go to this fucking eco-friendly um eco sustainable uh platform and it still hasn't and like it like unless until they do it like it's it's still not eco-friendly it's still fuck you still see these warehouses full of video cards that these crypto bro assholes are fucking mining ethereum with and it's like that don't look uh energy efficient to me um no and even if it is energy efficient, that's only one part of the problem. The other part of the problem is that it's total horseshit and a scam. Uh, like that, just because it becomes eco-friendly doesn't make it any less a scam and any less like a thing that, hey, you're already a like that. Th- this doesn't actually add any value. It's it's just a bunch of hand waving, some smoke and mirrors, and a way for you know these corporations to get more money out of you. Because, yeah. like, the whole idea of these things being valuable is a pyramid scheme. It's you, you sell it on to someone else and cash out at some point. Um, and, like, the value is totally driven by, like, how many transactions there are going to be. So it totally is like, hey, uh, I own some of this shit. Let's, let's try to get some other people into the platform to inflate the value of this. Um, yeah. And yeah, being digital too, I mean, digital's just harder to have value to, or have value with, and rather than a physical thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, that that in and of itself just makes it kind of weightless to me. You know, I, it's yeah. I mean, the whole thing's a scam. People don't 
see through that. You're very blind. And I'm glad this isn't doing well at all. I mean, it was reported, I think it was only making like, what, $300 is what it's made uh-huh. so far, uh-huh. which <laughs> is, uh, sure, I'd like to have $300, but for Ubisoft, that's that's not going to pay the bills. Um, so I hope it continues to not do well, and then they just don't do it. I also think they chose to do this. Not that I approved of this thing at all, but they also chose Ghost Recon Breakpoint as the title, which that game flopped. Um, so <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah. It's like, why did you choose that game? But regardless, I, I just, yeah, hope they back off of this. It's a lot of just corporate fucking nonsense. Uh, not the, not even the most damaging thing happening at Ubisoft, uh, this year. Um, apparently they've lost a lot of their workforce over the course of 2020 and 2021. Um, this year, like, what, what is the, uh, there was, hmm, let me, let me open up this port from Axios and see if we, we actually have. Uh, numbers here, hard numbers, but let's see. They've lost 12% of their workforce this year. And for Ubisoft, they they have studios around the world. That is a lot. That's a lot. They've they've lost a lot of people. Um, A lot of people moving on to go work elsewhere, to go maybe start their own studios. Um, I just... I just watched the uh, Grub Snacks show earlier today, so Jeff Grubb get, get, gave us some insight earlier today that a lot of these are like um, senior level programmers that like don't see anywhere like anywhere higher to go because Ubisoft makes like four or five games a year, and uh, unless you're a creative director on those, like like you're not you're not going to move up to the creator director role. You're not gonna be the the head guy on a game if like they're only releasing four or five games a year and those positions are already filled and people are staying in those positions. Like it's right. it's a no brainer. If you want to move up, you're gonna have to go somewhere else. Yeah, they don't release a lot of games now, and then also I'm sure there's a lot of people there that might not even like the direction of the games they're heading because they want to make them all free to play. Yeah, and I'm sure people don't want to. There's probably a lot of people that don't want to work on that. I mean, of course, there's a lot of value in free-to-play games and stuff, but um, you know, maybe that's just not what they want to do. Um, yeah, at least five of the top 25 people for Far Cry 6 are already gone. Um, Twelve of the top 50 developers for Assassin's Creed Valhalla are gone. I mean, that's that's uh, that's some pretty big shoes to fill with a, a lot of those people uh, leaving and um, they've lost apparently over 60 workers in the last six months. So, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. Um, now, that apparently, in Axios' reporting, they did reach out to Ubisoft, and Ubisoft noted that they have hired 2,600 employees since April, which, holy smokes, that is a lot. But still, I mean, when you're losing, like, very top key talent you know that could very much uh, affect the projects you know not that the people below them can't fill those shoes at all i'm sure there's a lot of people that can fill those shoes but um you know it it can have an effect for sure and when you have like you said you know people that feel stuck maybe they don't like the direction the company's going with their just philosophy on the projects and then also you know you combine that with Ubisoft's not very great work culture, you know, I think. And then also just this environment that we're in that um, some companies, you just have to be very competitive with wanting to get talent and keep it. And some of these people probably just realize they can go either work on their own or they can go to a different position, probably make way more fucking money than what they're making. Um just because that's the world we live in. Um, so, yeah. 
not surprising, but we'll see, see where this goes. Uh, you know, a lot of those employees probably went to uh, a, a studio owned by Embracer or Tencent, uh, which... <laughs> I mean, Chances are good of that with how many <laughs> studios these two companies own. And uh, each of them have added yet another studio or two. Um, in the case of Embracer, the Embracer Group has acquired Perfect World Entertainment and Dark Horse Media. Um... Yeah, yeah, just, you know, the ever-increasing consolidation of the game industry under, like, Embracer, Tencent, who else is, who else is out there? Um, there's another, there's another that I'm forgetting. Who am I forget, forgetting? Embracer, so, yeah, Tencent? Yeah, Embracer, Tencent, um, I don't know, I mean, obviously Microsoft owns a lot of studios, I'm think I'm thinking they third third party publisher. Third, yeah, um, oh, there's there is another one. Yeah, there there is another one. You are right, and I'm totally fucking blanking as well. But um, yeah, I mean, there's just been a lot of big moves. EA buying Codemasters, mm. you know, over the past year that was that was a really big move. Takes a lot of key players off the table. Um, Sony's obviously made some moves, but yeah, none are making more moves than Embracer Group and Tencent. And um, this is a pretty big purchase for Embracer Group um, buying Dark Horse Media. Dark Horse, they have a pretty decent amount of properties, you know, because that is, if you've heard of Dark Horse Comics, you know, they have a lot of properties under that. And now they're going to be owned by Embracer Group that I'm sure this could be a very fruitful purchase for Embracer Group. Because they could turn those properties into games, and then probably even dip into game or movies, TV, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's a pretty wild purchase. Embracer Group recently too. Then I'm blanking on the name, but didn't they buy a board game company recently? Um, I think for like it was something like three billion dollars or something like that. Wow. I mean, they are just making so much, so many purchases. It's kind of scary in a way. How they're just gobbling up um, companies, but yeah, then they also have bought Perfect World as well, um, which is a Chinese media ent- entity. Um, they, I believe, own uh, Cryptic Studios, who made Magic Legends, mm. which is a RPG recently. But now they own uh, Neverwinter. If you've heard of that, yeah, it's a pretty popular MMO series, especially from back in the day, in RPG series as well. Never, never Winter Nights. Uh, so they own that. Um, Star Trek Online, <laughs> they own. I mean, holy crap! I mean, it's it is literally fucking nuts how much Embracer Group is owning. Yeah, I want to know what their budget is every year for acquisitions. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a that's a good question. I, man, I mean, at a certain point it has to stop, right? At a certain point, there's no one left to buy, right? <laughs> yeah. Who isn't for sale anymore? Like I, hmm. right? I guess, I guess everyone's for sale. I I guess that's that's just the case. You just you just walk in with a fat stack of cash, and you're like. Oh yeah, you're mine now. You're you're right. about to get embraced. Yeah, and the, so so I really quick I looked up this. This is literally on Embracer.com. Embracer Group intends to make strategic acquisition of leading board game group Asmodi, that would form the ninth operating group of the Embracer. So they would, you know, be alongside of Saber Interactive, Gearbox, you know, all THQ Nordic, all that stuff. Um, and probably own other stuff, but yeah, this is this company's valued at three point one billion dollars. Great, pretty fucking nuts. I don't know what exact board games they make, but if you're worth that much, I'm sure they're popular. Yeah. It's not big in the board game scene, but yeah, <laughs> this is fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, uh, the other acquisition uh, by Tencent is. Um... Turtle Rock, 
Tencent now owns Turtle Rock, who just put out Back for Blood. So yeah, now Tencent, uh, just, yeah, Tencent is, is huge. It's, it's another Chinese company. Um, the other company I was thinking of is more of a mobile game company. It was the NetEase. That, that was the one I was thinking of. Um, but Tencent, yeah, I guess Turtle Rock, good for Turtle Rock, I guess, because they, they, they've had it rough. Um, Evolved didn't do well. Um, Back for Blood, they did have that Microsoft deal, but I don't, I don't think they did particularly good with Back for Blood. I don't think that that game did, did as well as they'd hoped. Yeah, I mean, it, it sold pretty decently that first month, I believe. It was number two at NPD, but has since it almost dropped out of the top 20 last month. I think it was, like, number 15, so I think it sold decent. Um, but, you know, you, there were stories of, like, the player counts for uh, Left 4 Dead 2 on Steam was higher than Back for Blood, which just launched, you know. So, yeah, I don't think it did as well as they wanted it to. But I wouldn't. It doesn't seem like it completely failed, you know. Not like Evolve, that immediately fell on its face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what this yeah. means. As far like, as far as I I've, I know, like Tencent really is kind of hands off. They they kind of buy a company and just let them do do their thing. Uh, they see them as investments and they just uh, they kind of let them operate as as they as they want. So. We'll see. Yeah. I think... I'm trying to think of, like, what studios does Tencent fully basically own? Like, they own Riot Games, but they, you know, they make investments in so many different companies. Um, but so Turtle Rock, Slamfire. Um, but, they, you know, they have a really big investment in Epic Games and stuff like that. But uh, I, to me, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tencent try to wholly acquire or make big investments in other companies over the next year because of uh, China kind of cracking down on playtime with games, um, that I would wonder if Tencent would look to try to make more money elsewhere. You know what I mean? Because with Chinese, with the Chinese government like cracking down on that stuff, you know, they're not making as much money as they were you know in in china itself so wouldn't surprise me to see more acquisitions from tencent yeah yeah so many players getting taken off the table man you just really struggle to see who's who's left it's crazy right uh okay let me see what order do i want to take this in uh i'm gonna just rearrange some stuff Let's see. Put these two together. Been talking about. Mm, talked recent weeks about Activision Blizzard. Uh, Treyarch has uh, the, the the women at Treyarch have have penned a uh, a letter um, uh, that was released recently. Uh, basically, saying that they're they're going to try to change change. Uh, the studio culture from within. Um, and yeah, like, it's, I, I don't know what there is, what more there, there can be to say. It's, that What more can be said about it? Um, shit needs to change at Activision Blizzard. Um, and yeah, uh, hopefully they can, hopefully they can fight and, and get what they want or what, what they need to, what needs to happen happens. Bobby Kotick still has his fucking job, which just... I need to remind people, every time we talk about Activision Blizzard, Bobby Kotick's still in fucking charge over there because no one can just tell him to fuck off. I guess. Yeah. Right. It's sad that he still has has his job. For sure. And Treyarch, in a lot of the things that came out, I mean, Treyarch seemed like it was one of the worst studios in terms of this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, let's hope uh, hope this doesn't turn out to be a hollow statement that we see all the time, and hopefully behind the scenes they are 
truly working on making this stuff better. Yeah. Making their culture a better place. But yeah, I don't think there's too much else to say outside of that. Yeah. Uh, and just to remind you all that this isn't just an Activision Blizzard uh, problem. It is a problem across the gaming industry and I, I guess across like workplaces uh, in general. Um, uh, so the head of HR at Bungie has stepped down because... Well, not because of, but following reports of uh, of toxic workplaces and just HR covering for bad actors at Bungie. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, yeah, the head of HR, you know, HR being the, being the resource that uh, companies use to protect themselves against their employees um, and against, like, situations happening in the workplace... I don't know what what to say about this, but yeah, like it's. I I think it's just important to remind everybody that just because it isn't the headline, of every fucking news site doesn't mean it's not happening. Um, so just need to. Be aware and like support the workers, at, in the in these workplaces that are trying to make things better. Um, HR is not your friend. HR is there to protect the company. Just. Just got to remind people of that. Um, yeah. Totally agree, man. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't have too much to, to say, pretty much. Say everything I was going to say, so. Yeah. All right, and you know what? I'll I'll just put out the last piece of bummer news out here so, so we don't have to end on bummer news. Um, chip shortages. We've been hearing about chip shortages for what seems like year. It has been years. Um, <laughs> yeah, at this point, yes. The <laughs> uh, Intel's Intel CEO uh, Lisa Su has uh, said that has now updated their statement and said that chip shortages could last into 2023. It's gonna, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. We aren't gonna like. Not everyone who's gonna want to buy a console is gonna be able, to, gonna be able to. Fucking car electronics are wild. I looked into what what it would cost to buy a car recently, and I'm like, yo, that don't seem right. That don't seem good. Uh, yeah. So well, even because of what's happening with cars, I mean, it's also driven up the used car market. Yep. In ways, you know, like, so buying a used car is very expensive now. It's like, oh my god, just when, when is this stuff going to get under control? Mm-hmm. And uh, back to normal somewhat, I mean, it's just fucking crazy. It just seems very unsustainable, the whole way the world is operating right now. <laughs> yeah. When you really think about it, you're like, ooh, none of this is good. None of this is good, but like- somehow... We're just like barely fucking hanging on, man. It, it, it's it seems like it just takes one little nudge to fucking throw everything off. One yeah. ship gets clogged in a in a canal. <laughs> yeah, and it just fucks everything up for months. Yeah, like a. I, I'm not trying to downplay the pandemic, but like a pandemic happens and suddenly like. And it's not the cause of it, but, like, suddenly shipping just ceases <laughs> to happen because the systems that build upon it, like, it just it just all falls apart. It, like, it's like a set of dominoes, like, just, just ready to be tipped over. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Intel's saying, too, that they're building new new facilities in Arizona and New Mexico, and I wonder how fast they are pressuring those construction companies to build these buildings. <laughs> yeah. It's probably nuts. They're probably working 24-7 on that shit. Yeah, and, like, build. I think it's just going to, like, open a lot of eyes about, like, how this stuff is being produced. Um, when we see, like, uh, see these factories open up in America and, like, the prices are going to go up because, hey, we're no longer using this cheap exploited labor to produce these uh these products 
Yep. It'll it'll be really eye opening to see. Oh yeah, right. The only reason this stuff was ever as cheap as it was was because we were pretty much stealing labor at, at the rate that it was being paid for. Right. Uh, all right. I it's going to last until twenty twenty three for sure. But I would not be surprised if it lasts beyond that. Yeah, I'm not. Still, I'm I mean, not ready to put any chips on the table about <laughs> any chips on the table <laughs> about yeah. when when any of this is gonna start clearing up. Right. Um, I heard someone say, I forget what they were talking about exactly, but they said the phrase "the peak of COVID," and I'm like, what? Which 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 peak? You know, there's been so many of them, and it feels like maybe even right now could be like the worst wave yet so it really annoys me when people say that yeah like what are you talking about dude (laughs) it ain't over like motherfuckers been like it's been like there was a period of a couple months where people were like post pandemic and i'm like post pandemic what what are you fucking talking about (laughs) exactly uh like i know like covid rates are down and like we're down in certain parts of the world but like you're going to say post-pandemic, well, like, you still don't have vaccines to, like, the, the, you don't, you still haven't pushed out all the vaccines that were promised to the rest of the world because you don't want to, yeah, it's, it's just a whole, whole fucked up thing. Like, when they say post-pandemic, what they mean is, like, post-pandemic for, you know, the rich countries. And even yeah. then, it's not post-pandemic because unless you, unless you actually do the work to try to, like end it throughout the world like there's going to be new variants that pop up in like other areas of the world and it's not their fault that you didn't actually fucking help them in the first place um exactly and then it ends up coming back to you know back back to america back to britain back to europe and like it's like it doesn't it is not like i don't want to fucking hear another person say oh, the pandemic is over, like, until, like, we actually see evidence that, hey, we're actually helping out the rest of the world with this stuff because we refuse to actually give them the resources and technology to produce their own vaccines. Like, we refuse to pass an IP waiver. We refuse to co-op, do any sort of global cooperation to tackle this pandemic. Um, it's all about these pharmaceutical companies getting their fucking fat check. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Enough on that. Let's get let's get into something else. <laughs> something that I am I'm personally um happy about a PUBG going free to play. I think I talked about this earlier. This was announced at the Game Awards that they were going free to play. Uh it has a date January 12th. Um There are some more details here. People who've already bought PUBG, you're going to get goodies. You're going to get nice stuff. You're going to get an upgrade. There's an upgrade that's going to be... Yeah, it's... Man, there's basically an upgrade, a a Battlegrounds Plus account that you can uh, upgrade to, but everyone who's already bought the game will already have this. It includes XP boosts, um, some cosmetic stuff, some G coin, which is the paid currency, um, and yeah, it's yeah. I'm just excited for this. Uh, excited to see new players playing some PUBG, some more chicken dinners. I'm ready, baby. Yeah, some more um, anti-cheat measures coming in too, which is always good. Um, I'm yeah. I'm mostly just very curious about PUBG and if this makes the game have like a a comeback in a way. You know, will it join the conversation a lot more or not? I don't know. Look, I'm not gonna lie. I don't mind playing PUBG matches where there are bots um, and the bots being bad. Uh, it's nice to you know just to shoot at a bunch of bots who are playing like shit. It, it's yeah. it's fun sometimes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I 
just look look for that. You can pre-register for it now. Um, it's it's coming. It's coming soon. 2022, just around the corner. Uh, also happening, I guess this week was it this week as this was announced. If you got Final Fantasy VII Remake on PlayStation Plus, you're now going to be able to upgrade that to the PlayStation 5 version. Um, for free. For free, yeah. Great. So awesome. While this is nice, don't get me wrong, it's fucking stupid that they have waited like literally six months to do this because I'm sure a number of people went out there and ended up purchasing the game so they could upgrade it to the PS5 version. And to turn around and do this now, I'm like, you should have done this all along, man. What? What? Why? Why? They got. Doesn't make They any sense. got those suckers to give them some money. That's why. Basically, and that sucks. That's just. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's a shitty move. It's it's, it's it's a shitty thing to do. Um, but if you are out there and you aren't one of those suckers who just handed them some money, um, so you could play your game on your new console, uh, that you probably had to either buy from a fucking scalper or you know look at Wario sixty four's Twitter for like twelve hours a day. <laughs> Yeah, it's it it super sucks for the people who uh, who paid for this, but if you haven't yet, get in on it. Final Fantasy VII remakes pretty damn good. Yeah, for sure. In in this version of the game, I mean, playing that DLC, I mean, this version was just it was really good. Played very well, looked very well, um, looked very good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's an awesome version of the game. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those things, another case of, like, Sony, and they're just shit upgrade paths for PS4 to PS5 versions of games. This just wouldn't even be a thing if there was an Xbox version of this game. No, it wouldn't be. Uh. <laughs> you know, he wouldn't be going through this fucking nonsense. So. Maybe that's why yeah. Sony works so hard to make sure that's that Final Fantasy is associated with the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, that does it for the news. On Final Fantasy, where's your, where is your anticipation level for Final Fantasy 16? Which I expected to see more of by now, but... Yeah, I'd say it's up there. It's up there, but I just want to see more. Like, I'm definitely intrigued by what was shown in that announcement trailer it looks cool i like the concept of the game um just want to see more so i'm not like super duper hyped yet on it Mm. but what about you i mean that's this is the final fantasy 14 team that's making this game so does that make you extra excited for it or yeah i mean yoshi p is uh, yeah it is yoshi p yeah uh he's he's producing it um i I'd need to look into more of who who's who's working on it because uh, I want to see who's doing that story. And uh, it's I, I am excited for it. Am I more excited for it than the direction Final Fantasy fourteen is going? Hell nah, hell nah. <laughs> uh, could that change? Who could say? Maybe maybe when they show more, uh, maybe that could change. But. Final Fantasy fourteen is my Final Fantasy. It is my forever game. Um, and I'm sorry if anyone was expecting me to have a different game of the year this year. We have to record that podcast sometime. Um, yeah, let's. Yeah, when we're playing stuff here, let's let's chat because I have some ideas okay. on uh, when to do that. All right. Yeah, we're gonna go hash out some stuff over some games of probably Halo. If we're being honest, yeah. Uh, yeah there's um. Sorry, we, there's we've an... become a Halo podcast now. <laughs> we have, but you know, I'm going to finish that later. That you know, we won't be talking about it as often. But um, they do have a, a new event running this weekend, so they do. We can go get some. Yeah, it's like a winter themed event. Shit, I should have I should so, have anticipated such a thing. Yeah, so let's go. Uh, let's go shoot some fools. Yeah. 
Are you going to buy those? I didn't put it in in the news, but are you going to buy those cat ears? I think I'm going to. There's cat ears? There is a helmet that has cat ears. I think I'm going to go buy that. Okay. (laughs) I might have to look at that. And depending on the price, I might buy that too. (laughs) I might be a fucking sucker for once, but whatever. This game's free. I don't care. Yeah. All right. We're going to go do that. Um, (laughs) If you have questions for us, don't ask us about being cat boys. It's okay. We're allowed to be cat boys if we want to. Uh, <laughs> but if you have any other questions, you can hit us up via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Give us ratings, reviews, shares with your friends. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. Until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Merry Christmas. <laughs>